I am Dr. Barbara Kiel, and some clients of mine prefer to call me Dr. Bibi. And to be honest, I quite like it. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast that is born out of mental health efficacy. I believe in the power of intention, and my intention for this podcast is to educate whoever wishes to listen, and to make a paradigm shift in how we perceive mental illness. I also believe mental health education is key, and that one of the most valuable gifts you can give yourself is to invest. In your own mental health. Let's face it, we all need to learn how our minds work, and have the skills to deal with life's ups and downs. And more importantly, let us strengthen our ability to better connect with and support each other. Strong, empathetic. Nurturing and caring relationships have the power to prevent everyday challenges from becoming more concerning issues like mental illness. The responsibility to renew focus on your own mental well-being begins now. Let's begin by taking a deep breath in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Again, breathe in and breathe out. Let your thoughts go. Let everything in your past go, and bring yourself here to this moment. Notice how you feel in your body. Feel the air going in and out of your nostrils. One by one, let the thoughts go. Release any tension in your body. Let it all go until you are open and present to this moment. Decide at this point what is it that you would like to gain from this podcast. What would fill your heart with joy? Whether it's receiving or releasing, let us know that we will have a wonderful time together. Insights will unfold, blinders will be down, and all you have to do is to stay in the now. So take another deep breath in, and exhale out loud with a sigh. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Honest. Today, we are going to explore the psychology of addiction. It is easy for us to check in with any addiction center in the country. They will tell you that addiction in Australia is one of the country's greatest problems. Millions of Australians and their families are currently struggling with a range of substance use disorders, the majority of which go untreated. Not to mention, nearly six thousand people die from alcohol-related diseases every year in Australia. 
it has been publicized in the U.S. that addiction is a silent epidemic, both to substances and behaviors, and is growing worse. So, what is addiction? Addiction is a complex pattern of behaviors that lead people to compulsive repetition of a certain behavior, even though they know it's harmful. I.e., addiction to smoking. Now, addiction involves both physical and psychological aspects. Well, a physical addiction is easy to understand, so why don't we start here? So, when someone abuses drugs or alcohol, especially over a long period of time, it causes changes in the brain's neurotransmitters. These chemicals react with centers of the brain that create feelings of pleasure and well-being. So, over time, it is obvious that greater quantities of an addictive substance are needed. By the addict in order to create the same pleasurable feelings. So an abuser's body adjusts to the rising levels of drugs or alcohol and adapts its biochemistry to compensate for the chemicals ingested. And over time, you see the result of physical addiction. Any abrupt stopping of drug or alcohol use can definitely cause unpleasant and even life-threatening reactions of the body. Unlike physical addiction, psychological addiction begins with feelings that are out of control. Strong emotions like rage, jealousy, fear, and hopelessness make a lot of people feel helpless. So, in order to stop these uncomfortable feelings, abusers turn to drugs, alcohol, or compulsive behaviors such as gambling, overeating, pornography, sex, relationships, and love. So, in the beginning, turning to substances or behaviors to soothe unpleasant feelings is a choice. Now, let's be honest: no one wakes up in the morning and decides they are going to become a substance abuser or engage in a life-threatening compulsion. Right. However, at some point, the behavior or drug of choice becomes a necessary ritual and takes over as the primary method of relieving strong, uncomfortable feelings. Actually, repetition can become so ingrained that the original situation that triggered the addiction is no longer necessary to engage in a binge or relapse. Just passing a brightly lit bar may trigger an alcoholic to crave a drink, even if he has been sober for years. Or pictures of an appealing chocolate cake can send a compulsive overeater into a pleasant daydream about a binge, leading to relapse. So repeated behaviors tend to dig. Deep into the human psyche, reinforcing addictive patterns and the psychology of addiction. To be honest, addiction may be the most difficult affliction to explain in the world of mental health. For those who don't battle with it, it tends to make zero sense. And for those who do, well, it's pretty much the same thing. For all involved, this is exactly what can make battling addiction so crazy. To the observer, not only is the behavior wildly destructive, but it seems completely illogical. In a way, it is. And for the addict, they tend to feel as lost as those watching. 
more often than not, the addicts feel the shame of not being able to deal with their addiction. According to the American psychiatrist Dan Siegel, he said that the roots of security and resilience are to be found in the sense of being understood by and having the sense of existing in the heart and mind of a loving, caring, attuned, and self-processed other. Having each of these early on is essential for our well-being, preferably in our childhood. They are the vitamins that soothe our nervous system. Their absence is what so often sets the wheels of addiction in motion. Whether it is alcohol, heroin, cigarettes, porn, or social media, the varying landscape of addiction has one powerful common denominator to the addict. They all offer effortless soothing. That's why we call it self-medication. They then attempt to recreate that missing effortless soothing from childhood. So, my audience, this idea actually has resonated with every client I have ever worked with who has battled with some form, big or small, of addiction, whatever their choice of drug may be. You see, this is what makes addiction so difficult. It doesn't matter how well things are going at present day. Most of my clients had great jobs, loving partners, and beautiful children, but none of them hit at the part of them that never felt soothed and therefore felt broken, or I often refer to as wounded. Effortless soothing also let us know why, for some, battling addiction can feel so impossible. No matter the remedy for sobriety, it always involves effort. As a matter of fact, lots of effort. And since all addiction comes out of pain, unfortunately, when it comes to pain, the effortless almost always wins out over the effortful. That's human nature. Believe it or not, in actuality, they are trying to stay alive and keep their lives together in the only way their nervous system knows how. Unfortunately, just like a broken ankle, the remedy is healing the brokenness, not just asking people to get up and walk on it. In this episode, I am going to focus on something that a lot of my clients are battling with, and that is the addiction to love. And my intention is to share with you the knowledge about this insidious addiction, some of the more common symptoms of love and relationship addiction, and of course, some practical tools to embark on your recovery journey. Of course, there are many different types of addiction. Love addiction is just one of them. However, all addictions have one thing in common, and that is, in the beginning stages, they are an attempt to control pleasure and pain by inducing experiences that one is to alleviate boredom. Two is to promote a feeling of well-being, and three is to provide an escape from pain and sorrow. The only difference between one addiction and another is the hook or the experience which helps the addict manage life's highs and lows. Now, for example, with alcoholism, the hook is either the personality change that comes with getting drunk. 
one may say is to escape from one's self or the release of inhibitions. Of course, the other is the numbing effects of alcohol, its ability to numb painful feelings. As for drug addiction, the hook is the mind-altering experience of getting high. So in a way, it is to escape from boredom, reality, and or pain. With workaholism, the hook is the distraction that comes from focused concentration on an activity. What about overeating? It is the unconscious association between food and nurturing. So in a way, this alleviates the emotional pain that comes from one's infantile fear of abandonment. And with sex addiction, the hook is the experience of escaping into a euphoric high stimulated by sexual activity. Now, when it comes to love addiction, we have two different hooks. The first is the romantic fantasies which help numb feelings of loneliness and rejection by promising happiness ever after. So in a way, it's hope for the future. Again, it's to numb the feeling of loneliness and rejection. The second hook to love addiction is the experience of attachment or bonding, which decrease our conscious and unconscious fear of abandonment and, of course, falsely promises to eliminate, diminish, or at least compensate for loneliness and low self-esteem. As I mentioned earlier, it depends on the choice of drug for each addict. So while the hook that can draw the love addict into the addiction process is unique, the progression of the disorder is not. Once they are hooked, the addict experiences a euphoric beginning followed by a decline in the reinforcing effects of the addiction. Of course, eventually, all the life-threatening problems associated with dependency started to emerge. Needless to say, this is the dark side of romantic love and relationships. This is pain and suffering at its worst. And for many unfortunate men and women, this is the story of their lives. Now, at this point, if you are not familiar with love addiction, then maybe you wonder, what do you mean by love addiction? So there's a lot of love. What harm would that be? Of course, you need to be educated on the many forms of addiction to love. Since there are a number of nuances, it's best for me to start from the beginning in the next episode. But for now, I am going to share with you some of the characteristics of love addiction. We feel empty and incomplete when we are alone. Even though we fear intimacy and commitment, we continually search for relationships and sexual contacts. We tend to confuse love with neediness, physical and sexual attraction, pity and or the need to rescue or be rescued. We use emotional involvement to manipulate and control others. We avoid responsibility for ourselves by attaching ourselves to people who are emotionally unavailable. Actually, this one is a biggie. It's a very common characteristic of love addiction. 
we stay enslaved to emotional dependency or romantic intrigue. In order to avoid feeling vulnerable, we may retreat from all intimate involvement, mistaking emotional anorexia for recovery. We assign magical qualities to others. We idealize and pursue them, then blame them for not fulfilling our fantasies and expectations. This is another common behavior or characteristic of love addiction. We become immobilized or seriously distracted by romantic obsessions or fantasies. We use emotional dependence as substitutes for nurturing care and support. Having few healthy boundaries, we emotionally attach to people without really knowing them. There you have it, my audience. In the next episode, we are going to dive right into the many forms of addiction to love. And I will share with you some contributing factors that influence potential love addicts and symptoms of addiction to love and suggestions for change and recovery. Most likely, all these will take a few episodes to complete. And of course, I will also share with you the ingredients of a healthy relationship. So thank you for listening. Until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Bye for now. You can find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www.drbarbarakiao.com. D-R-B-A-R-B-A-R-A-K-I-A-O.com. Mm-hmm.